ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sex Sells Podcast, the podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist. Today, we're talking about male body image issues. Last podcast, we talked about female body image and just how horrendous that uh, has become, particularly as of late with social media and mass media continuing uh, to just find different ways to advertise to us. But uh, male body image, that has also been increasing quite drastically. And Mm -hmm. it's something that not a lot of people are hyper aware about. I think it's starting starting to become more prevalent uh, in the online Mm -hmm. space. And some of the solutions that I'm sure we're going to touch on that are often suggested are the sort of solutions that would suit women but aren't necessarily what would be beneficial to men and it sort of takes on a different form i think for for a man when he's feeling insecure about various parts or uh you know uh issues with his body so yeah this is going to be an interesting one to to delve into i personally have experienced some uh definitely some insecurities about certain aspects of uh, my body. So we'll definitely um, talk about this thoroughly and and get into all the uh, details of that before we do that. How are you doing? How How's the pregnancy going? You're very close now, so exciting. Yeah, probably by the time this podcast comes out, I'll probably be just about to or may have already given birth, which is like, well, let's hope I have. (laughs) I'm hoping I have an early one. Early visitor, but yeah, it's um so far so good <laughs> getting there. Nice, nice. Cannot home bloody stretch. wait. Yeah. yeah, home stretch. It's gonna be the longest few weeks of my life, I think. Um, just waiting, but yeah, it's good. How have you been? Yeah, I'm good. Just the usual, just pumping out videos and uh, podcasts and doing live shows, and <laughs> that's about it. I don't know. The use, yeah. Living my life. Living You're the good. life of a 28 year old man. Actually, yeah. Speaking of life updates and things like that, mm-hmm. what are your personal views now on on yourself for marriage? Is that something that you see, like that you'd want in your future? I mean, whether it's against? whether it's under the banner of marriage, I think a yeah a long term partner and children is something I want, uh, mm-hmm. and. I'm more uh, sympathetic to marriage and and what it symbolizes. I also think like today's conception of marriage is confusing. I don't really know what it means other than just being a sort of nice, pretty gesture that you can take photos off. But uh, I do think there's something really important about the symbolism of it as well. Mm. So, yeah, look, I'm still – I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I'm probably not as – uh, you know, not as against it as I as I was. Um, Aww. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I, I still, you know, uh, still figuring that out. I guess no, there's no rush. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Interesting. Are you and Adrian oh, actually? Yeah. So, because he has proposed, hasn't he? Yeah, we're engaged. You are engaged. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you we have a date get- for the? It was going to be in like six weeks, but we had to cancel it because um, I got knocked up. So, yeah, okay. so um, thinking maybe September next year. Okay. Um, That'll be nice. You'll have a little one-year-old by then. So Yeah, exactly. That's like when they're at a less clingy age, hopefully. Okay. Um, do you know so where you're going to – do you have a venue? Well – Actually, we were thinking, you know, Adrian's really shy, introverted, blah, blah, blah. And the idea of a wedding gives him like fucking meltdowns. So we were thinking, we found this little um, chapel. It's not, we're not religious, obviously, but it's a tiny little chapel and it's like in the woods and it's really, really small. And it's all like kind of like spooky, hippie, but cute. And we wanted to like, um, we're thinking of doing a really private ceremony there um, with just our families and then having like a house party at my parents because they have a beach house up here. It's quite nice and big. So maybe just doing that and having everyone come to a party instead. Uh, but then I was actually I like at that. a cafe. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's much cheaper as well. Uh, but I was at a place Good the bonus. other day, uh, a couple of days ago, and they had such a beautiful little like function room. And I was like, and they were doing weddings, and I was like, oh my god, maybe we should get married there. And I went and had a look, and it had a sign out front, and it was like Wilson event. And I was like, it's a literal sign. <laughs> there you go. So got yeah. a couple options. Definitely, we'll see. Definitely. I like the idea yeah. of, a, of, of a small intimate ceremony. Uh, for the actual wedding and then a, a separate party for uh, yeah, the greater yeah, social exactly. circle. That sounds nice. Um, yeah. And, you know, in today's economy for young people to spend as much as some do on a wedding and then usually buying a house at around that time as well and then preparing financially for, for children, like, it's not easy. Yeah, so, yeah um, it's a big factor because yeah. I'll be on mat leave as well so I won't have like a year of income. Um, I'm taking 12 months off. Hopefully, yeah. Wow. So, planning a wedding after twelve months without a year of my income is is going to be more more challenging. But yeah, we'll see because my mum wanted to do it in her backyard or my parents, but now they're building this huge deck to make a um, make a sauna for themselves, like an outdoor <laughs> fucking sauna. It's like such a like midlife crisis thing. Who does that? My dad went and bought himself a new car. My mum's bought herself a whole sauna set up. So, yeah, taking up the space in my wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's, um, all right, look, you do you, I guess, but damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, Good disposable income funny. there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like, I don't like, I'm going to be honest, I don't like going to, to weddings too much. Like, they're fine, but I don't know. I'd prefer Is that like a house you don't party. want to be invited? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, if it's what you said uh, to begin with, where you guys have the private ceremony, and then you just have a house party. That'd be great. But the okay, you'll the come actual to that wedding option, and the reception, but not the other that. one. <laughs> got I know. If I suit. did have a wedding reception with other people, it would be like a twenty-minute one because I've been to some that go for like an hour, and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, yeah, get and married. they got their own little cringy <laughs> yeah. vows, and I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's not my thing. I got I got a friend's wedding this Friday actually, and his bachelor party is tomorrow. So, oh. what yeah. are you doing for the batch party? What is uh, I don't know. Starting by playing, he likes indoor cricket, so we're going to do that, and then cute. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it's nice. pretty cute. It's, it's nice, and then we're going to get some drinks, and yeah, it should, should be fun. Although I don't know a lot. A lot of the people invited, I don't I don't know a lot of them. Um, and yeah, I don't have a plus one, so. Just got to wing it. Aww. Just got to go there and support. Yeah. Um, you know what I hate? I hate people who go overseas for their wedding and make you pay for the freaking plane <laughs> ticket. And it go- that, that's just such a flex to say, look how rich me and my friends are, honestly. Like, but oh, it's cheaper go to, to Sri Lanka. We're going to Sri Lanka. <laughs> it's not when you take into account the airfare and stuff. Is it still cheaper? Well, it's not cheaper as a. It's not cheaper as a guest. It's exactly. cheaper as a to have your wedding there i don't know i don't mind it because anyone i've seen that's done it at least has been really humble about it and they're like if you want to come come but if you don't we don't care because we know it's overseas but it's the people Mm. that are like we're getting overseas and we really want you there and we expect you to be there that it's like hey cool so i have to spend two and a half grand just to go to your wedding exactly it's like just do it (laughs) in western sydney it's the same thing you know yeah just do it at one of neil's shows privately in the background (laughs) i'm willing to drive three hours up or down the coast i'm getting you a toaster that's it i'm not i'm not going to vietnam for your wedding you know how you said now that you finish taekwondo you need like a new little thing what if you become a celebrant and be like a funny celebrant no, I've asked, been asked good? to MC wedding gigs before and, I mean, yeah. oh, I've thought MC about it, better. but uh, I just, I don't know. I, one, there's a lot of pressure. That's a special day and I, I don't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to have a bad gig and ruin that. But two, <laughs> it's just, I mean, look, if they gave me a crazy amount of money, I'd probably do it. But, you know, I just, I've always said no. I don't know. I just don't really... It's not my thing. I love that you've been asked and you were like, no. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really want to do it. Good like, on you. Yeah. Fair enough. A lot of comedians do wedding MCs. I mean, look, again, I'm, I'm, oh, one day I might. I should just bite the bullet and do it. But, yeah, I don't know. Just not really particularly um, doesn't really Something compel me. 
yeah, yeah which is not really enough. my thing. But uh, anyway, enough about my cynicism about marriage. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk about uh, male body image. But before we do, we're going to give a shout out to our lovely sponsors. So the first sponsor is imearthy.com.au. That's I-M-E-A-R-T-H-I-E dot com dot au they may just be the most sustainable clothing brand in the world let alone australia they're based in the south coast of new south wales with unique earth inspired designs using eco-friendly inks they use organic cotton so there's no toxic pesticides or fertilizers being introduced to the environment workers are protected and the whole production line is ethical. Everyone involved is paid a living wage with reasonable hours of work. Uh, the vision of the brand is not just simply to sell clothes, but to have a positive impact on the environment and the community. And get this, if you use the code SEXCELLS, not only do you get 15% off, they will donate $5 per shirt to the Australian Conservation Foundation and Sea Shepherd Australia. So there's literally no downside here. Go to imearthy.com.au and you can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, I-M-E-A-R-T-H-I-E.com.au. Use the code SEXCELLS for that one. We are also sponsored by Crush, CrushOrganics.com. That's Crush with a K. They have a huge range of CBD oil products. If you haven't tried CBD oil yet, let me tell you, it'll help you relax. It'll help alleviate any anxiety that you may have. So get yourself some crushed organic CBD oil. I use the platinum oil every night before bed. I sleep like a baby and I was always a terrible sleeper. This has significantly improved my sleep. So crushorganics.com, crush with a K, use the code NEIL. You get 40% off there. So also no downside there at all. So uh, go to crushorganics.com. If you haven't used CBD oil before, just start off with one or two drops and make sure you read all the labels. And if you want to come see me and a bunch of amazing comedians live, basically all across the country, we've now got a show on uh, on sale in Perth as well, comedyuntamed.com. It's a two-hour comedy slash improv spectacular. Eliza's finally been. She loved it. So It was amazing. If there you haven't you go. gone, you must go. There and if you've you gone, go. go again. Exactly. Yes. Every show is different. Uh, comedyuntamed.com and, of course, neilkohacker.com slash podcasts if you want to send in a question, a topic, a shout-out. All the money from those goes to charity. All right. Male body image. Like I said, this isn't necessarily something that's as embedded in the consciousness of the population compared to, mm-hmm. say, female body image. The, the stereotype is that, you know, women are comparing themselves a lot more and, and are much more insecure about their looks. But that has drastically changed. And I think you can't just talk about body image for the insecurities male, males face because they're also deeply insecure. They might have, you know, status ish, image or whatever you want to call it, but they very insecure about how much money they earn, how uh, well they're doing in their career, things like this. Men think about a lot, especially uh, young men today. I mean, I've spoken about this on my podcast a lot. I was quite insecure about my height. That seems to be a very prevalent one now. When I was young, there wasn't much online about height insecurity among men, but now there's a lot and there's a lot of TikToks sometimes being quite critical of uh the way uh, men's height is uh, judged by, by women and also the uh, sort of comparison of, of the way um, certain other body image issues are in your control, but height is not. There's also uh, boldness. That's always been one. Uh, penis size is mm. a huge one. Mm. Um, just generally your, your look, whether you look manly, masculine, etc., your fashion sense, all of these things are now really affecting men a lot. I mean, I remember I, in photos, I'd always, if my feet weren't in the photo, I'd always stand on my toes and I'd hate being in photos with tall people and, you know, I bought shoes that made me taller and things like that. So, it, it's something mm. that uh, can really affect men a lot and it's not spoken about as much. Um, there's also now a similar push with uh, marketing where you're showing a lot more men with real 
bodies or you know average bodies or whatever word you want to use that's you know the the correct word but i don't know how much that is beneficial to me i wonder how much men like those sorts of images because i can't help but feel that maybe more like i was saying previously it's sort of something that helps women a lot i don't know what you know i see guys in these underpants ads now that uh, sort of clearly put there as a representation of like the average guy. And I just can't help but feel oh, like I'm being taught to think a certain way. And this is all, this is virtue signaling or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't I actually like, I don't know about other guys, but I kind of like it when the guys in marketing are like the ideal. Cause I don't know. I just, I just like looking at Jack dudes sometimes. Um, but, uh, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what other men think. Let me know in the comments. Cause I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause my friends find it kind of cringy when we see, you know, they have really skinny guys or guys with a bit of a beer gut or whatever. And on links ads now, it's always, you know, uh, it's not what it used to be. It used to be this sort of mysterious Sigma male type character who just sprayed some links on him and then gorgeous women just, uh flock to him which was obviously completely unrealistic but uh some of that was funny and i didn't mind that marketing Mm -hmm. i thought it was uh interesting and and and, you know i thought um that i guess does represent the ideal of what that product wants to convey and what it sort of wants to instill among men but uh again i just I, i can't speak on behalf of all men here let me know what what you think about all of that but uh, what have you read? Because you've read some interesting statistics about modern trends in, in male body issue. What sort of things have you uh, discovered yeah. recently? Well, I wanted to ask you, um, what when you became aware or self-conscious of your height, like what age were you when you first started noticing that or thinking that about yourself? Like a, a kid, because I was always the yeah. shortest in my grade and things like that. And, you know, you get bullied not maliciously bullied, but, you know, like mm-hmm. teased a little bit and, and things like that. So uh, I can't put an exact number on it, but definitely primary school. Yeah, yeah. Because um, one of the stats I saw, which really was mind-blowing to me, was that, you know how in the last podcast we talked about girls that are like six, seven, eight, and um, them having body image issues and 55% were saying that they are – unhappy with their bodies well for boys six to eight years old it was 57 percent, so more than girls which was really surprising and I actually think that in the last few years they are starting to study and do a lot more research on the impact on of body image on boys and men because I remember when I had to go around to some schools must have been six seven years ago now this kind of research wasn't out there and it was all about girls and I could barely find anything on boys at the time when I had to do those presentations but now I can see a lot more about boys and when I did do research back in the day it was much more minor um the studies were much more smaller the percentages were smaller of men that were struggling and now it's increased and what's been really interesting is that some of those studies have been longitudinal and uh, did I say that right? Long, longitudinal. Longitudinal, thank you. <laughs> and they interviewed boys at different periods of their life. So one group they did um, when they were like 14-year-olds and then they found them again or interviewed them again seven years later and it again shows the increase of body image issues over time. So I think that it's a massive thing and I was looking at trying to find are boys subjected to it from such a young age as girls are? And how are they subjected to it? Is it through the clothing? Is it through the whatever? And um, one of the things that came up was that, first of all, the cartoon shows, like I spoke about previously, that all the goody characters were attractive and all the evil characters were unattractive or fat or and or yeah. fat. And another thing- He-Man type yeah, action hero looking- that's it, the buffness. And that nowadays, in the, it's changed in the last, like, 20 years. Back in the day when the kids would wear, like, superhero costumes, they'd just get, like, the cloth shirt and the cape. Nowadays, the costumes come with inbuilt muscles. 
So they're saying that this stems as early as three years old and it's much deeper than we realize that idea of if you want to be strong and you want to be fast and the kids are pretending to be these superheroes, these little toddlers and things like that, that it's it's because of your muscles and it's because of the like, you know, the superpower of being this attractive man and that's what you should look forward to. Um, and another thing you said at the start of the podcast about um, how it's not just about the looks but also about the perceived benefit of being good looking and I saw this kind of I think it was an article and it was written by a bodybuilder I'd never heard of him before I still don't really know who he is who he is his name is Adam Adam Pisano or Pisano or something like that but he's apparently a famous bodybuilder and he was talking about how the idea of being better than average appeals so strongly to the male psyche because men that feel that they are above average in looks and in physical appearance correlate that to having better career outcomes, better luck with women, more money, moving out of home earlier, like all these things. So I thought that was um, very interesting to see like it's not just the body image, it's like this this is the start of me getting a better life, that view. Do you relate to that? Yeah, I mean, I would go even further and say that I think men are, well, particularly in their mid and late 20s, are more insecure about things like status and wealth and career as well as body image as well. uh, Also, uh, I mean, the the increase in steroid use and other pads is just ridiculous. The amount that kids as young as... 13, 14 are getting on the juice, it's pretty crazy. Now, look, you want to encourage a a healthy outlook on life and and incentivize people to uh, pick up good uh, exercise habits, but you have to try and do that without shaming people who may not have the optimal physical body and it's hard to do that sometimes. So... I'm a huge advocate for working out, going to the gym or whatever exercise it is that you choose to do. I think it should be a staple of uh, people's routine as much as possible. There are some circumstances where it's just not feasible and other things need to take precedence. But uh, I can attest to you know these sorts of habits having dramatically improved my life. But at the same time, I don't want to instill deep insecurity or resentment among particularly younger guys who may not have the most favorable genetics or just may not enjoy doing those sorts of things. So it is a, uh, mm. it's a complicated issue. And um, I think online dating has made it far mm. worse because, y- y- you know, the, the way you present yourself in, in those few images, especially on an app like Tinder or Bumble is the difference between whether or not you get a match. Um, and mm. also the bio is, is important. Is, it's actually probably more important, ironically enough, but uh, the images still play a huge role. And, and you know, if, if you're not the most uh, traditionally handsome man, uh, it becomes a lot harder to, to gain that interest. And, you know, when we're, we're just looking at this perceived infinite array of uh, potential suitors. This is both men and women on these on these sites. You just get this sort of warped idea of what average is and what a normal man and or woman looks like. Um, and also people are putting their best photos on there, the most filtered, the most edited, mm. whatever it may be. So um, I think uh, male body image but also status image issues are just a real problem. And I think yeah, you see that with social correlated. media. It's, it's not just the guy is ripped with a six-pack. He's there with a Lamborghini in a mansion yes. talking about, hey, if you work hard enough, you can also do this. Again, it's not like a lot of this can – some of this sort of messaging can be positive for some men who are actually just not achieving their best uh, the best out of themselves and are not reaching their potential. But it's getting to a point where it's just – it's pretty ridiculous and it's getting kind of unhealthy so Mm. i also Mm. think like in the last podcast social media has played a massive role in this and online dating i think has has really exacerbated it and sites like instagram where a lot of people will actually be dming each other and that's 
almost become this pseudo online dating site now. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. that has um, put a lot more emphasis on on the way you look and how you present yourself in a series of curated images uh, to gauge interest from someone else. It's mm-hmm. a weird sort of digital uh, mating situation that we're currently existing in. And, you know, I also uh, definitely felt pretty insecure about my my own self-perceived lack of strength and masculinity and these sorts of things. Now, for me, it was like a motivating factor. It did uh, Mm. get me to the gym a lot and it actually helped me, you know, put on a lot of muscle and now I'm, I'm really happy with my physique and you know, objectively, like, yeah, it's always good to be six foot or whatever, but, like, I'm at, I think I'm at peace with that now. I'm pretty content about yeah. being a manlet. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, definitely in my late teens and early 20s, it was, mm. yeah, it was uh, quite, it was pretty severe and positives and negatives came out of it. It did motivate me a lot. It helped me sort of become the person I am today, I think. And I think a a degree of insecurity can sometimes be um, a good motivating factor for a lot of people. And and a few self-help books talk about that. Like you're never not going to feel insecure about something. If you you want to improve yourself, there's going to be a degree of insecurity there. Yes, that's such a good point. The pressure now is just... I mean, it's it's getting unbearable for a lot of guys to just to have the, a good physique, to have good gym habits, to ha- have a really uh, yes. beneficial diet, mm. to be earning six figures by the time they're in their mid or late 20s, to be extremely well-groomed and to dress extremely well and to show status and to show competence and to, you know, to, to also meditate and to just – I've seen TikToks as well where it's just uh, – the joke is like there's all these voices in your head tell you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to make sure you get to the gym. You're not, you're lacking in this aspect of your life, mm-hmm. and and that's just so true. That's just like a normal. I thought that was like a normal thing for a man to experience, yeah. but at the same time, I don't want to. No, like I don't want to harbor any sort of pity that much because it has helped me a lot, and it's sort of mm-hmm. been the force to get me to where I am today. But I will also acknowledge it's not the most optimal way to to exist and it's probably not conducive to just general happiness and well-being without a doubt so it's a complicated one mm-hmm. but um it's definitely taken a turn for the worst particularly in the in with steroid use and the uh yeah. obsession many people have to put on a certain amount of muscle mass and and it gets to a point where it's pretty ridiculous it gets to unless you actually are a professional bodybuilder some people go way too far and it doesn't even it, it just objectively doesn't even look good um and then you're not even you know you, you've lost any form of agility or in in attaining that sort of just ridiculous yeah. uh, bulked up physique you can barely walk so i don't see how that's like yeah. the optimal physique but again with bodybuilding it's a specific sport dedicated to to seeing how far you can sort of push the limits of human physicality and i I do have a bit more respect for that um but you know there's definitely also just like the average run-of-the-mill lifter that um it's it's you know that there are also a lot of men who are maybe jealous and resentful that are just immediately like oh steroids peds but sometimes you look at guys who've made a transformation in a year or two and you think yeah yeah, I, I don't think that was hard work in genetics. I mean, yeah. it could have been, but um, you know, who knows? I just want to clarify so what I was saying because I do think there's a contradiction. Because I do think bodybuilding can be a very admirable sport. Uh, mm. I just also think there are a lot of people who take it to a ridiculous degree and are not necessarily actually looking. At at the sport itself, but are just looking at themselves and want to feel better and want to yes. achieve something that they don't need to achieve. They don't need to prove mm. something. Uh, a lot of it also comes from breakups. Like there's a there's a meme yes. where uh, you know yeah. there's a guy at the gym. He's just sitting there, and then he hears like the the girl sort of laughing in his head, and it's just like this is the motivation, isn't it, boys? And <laughs> it was so true. Like that's definitely there's I can. Uh, say I've actually that. had a couple of boyfriends do little have some little self transformations after we broke up 
<laughs> well, it just I've seen it. Yeah, you just can't just help but internalize the the breakup as hey, I wasn't good mm-hmm. enough, and so the way oh, to kind of yeah. combat that is to better yourself and and a way to and, and something that has very easy access is yeah the gym or, or just sort of physical improvement and you know career improvement can often take mm-hmm. a much more longer approach and usually it's a few years before you start to reap those rewards but you know if you're pretty strict in the gym for three months you can see some decent results quite quickly and it makes you yeah. feel good it, yeah. it it really does it can give you a lot of confidence and what is often mm. quite a low point in a man's life. So true. And it can also kind of, just thinking of the breakup scenario, it kind of fills a void as well that, especially when with men not typically being as social and communicative and talking and chatting during the day with their friends or whatever, or calling people out of the blue for chats or speaking to the girlfriend on the phone in the, in the evenings. And now they, they come home from work sometimes and it's like, how can I fill that space? And it's like, well, let's, let's use this. Let's use this time. Let's use this energy. Let's use this motivation. Let's like also fuck her, like going to the gym and things like that. I think it's, I've seen though, like so many guys that I know that have started at the gym um, or decided they want to start going to the gym. I reckon more than half at least probably even most so quickly I wouldn't call it a spiral as such but all of a sudden they're going twice a day within like two months and and then it's like yeah yeah just increasing 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 and becoming so motivated and almost obsessed with it and so it kind of brings me back to the, the the adolescent um, with body image and things like that it's not like it is with girls in which boys want to be skinnier and things like that or or whatever, or look better within their face and stuff like that. A lot of it was about bulking up or being muscular. Um, in fact, it said that one third of young boys want to be um, said that they're not happy with their muscle mass. And so they start doing protein shakes. Um, I think I read a study that was like, I think it was like 30% of boys in high school in Australia drink protein shakes and other supplements or gym supplements. And when you think about that's all high school boys, that's 12 year olds and year sevens as well. It's a huge, huge amount. And one of the interesting links as well too, like, (laughs) did you? Yeah. Yeah. By year 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing, I was well into it. Yeah. And a lot of things are saying that as well. Like it's really strongly encouraged in, um, by coaches and stuff like that. It's really talked about like encouraged to get in the gym with the boys. And I remember, um, when I was hanging out with, private school boys that did rowing competitions <laughs> it was such like a serious thing you had to be at the gym you had to be really fit and their coaches would tell them you're not allowed to ejaculate because you're gonna <laughs> release some of your testosterone just like fucking you're telling this to children it's just insane to me they're like you're not allowed to jack off to one to two nights before um a competition so on fr- thursday and friday uh-huh. nights you can't <laughs> do this like which i guess it makes sense but saying that to kids okay yeah it depends on the it definitely depends on the age i mean if they're (laughs) at a really elite level you you do have to think about those things to to maximize your performance but i think Mm. it 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 is sort of trickled down to the average uh person and the average lifter and yeah some people definitely take it to um extreme lengths and uh for a lot of young boys it's just as long as the education is really uh, competent there where they're, they're taught exactly what PEDs will do and exactly what the downsides and potential negative consequences of... What's a PED? Yeah, uh, performance-enhancing drug. So, yes, yeah, oh. ste- just steroids, right? So uh, they need to be taught exactly what that's going to do. And Yes. You know, they are yeah. illegal as well. Um, so mm. there's got to be an appropriate amount of education there. Um, Having said that, from the age of about 16, if you want to start lifting, it's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And men just are inherently, a lot of men, not always inherently competitive, but competitive with their self. And they always want to beat their previous record. And they're always trying to think about ways that they can Mm. maximize their own performance. And if that means... Um, doing no fap and and utilizing that sexual energy at the gym. It's look, there are 
far worse places they can utilize that sexual True. energy and yeah um if if you're just competing against yourself i i think it can be it can be healthy that's why i think this one's a complicated one because you know it's not all good and bad either way like if if men are motivated to to put on muscle mass and and you know achieve uh, their um physical peak within reason in their 20s i don't think that's necessarily about i mean look i'm the obviously i'm biased like i'm a big um yeah. fan of working out and i do all sorts of things in that regard so it's i, think I feel it like it's benefited it's me a, a lot but exactly though. yeah there's there's yeah. a lot of uh, men who are who are you know yeah, it's hard to have an objective measure of this but at least most people would agree that there's a certain attitude some people have that is coming from a place of deep insecurity rather than just like, oh, I just want to look a bit better and never feeling good enough versus, um, you know, just mm. wanting to improve yourself and see what you're capable of. At, at And it's not just the gym. Like there's plenty of, uh, you know, usually sport outlets that men will obsess over and, and really push themselves mm. and try to beat their records and, I was talking to my um, girlfriend about this. A lot of men just have a very obsessive mind and and when they get into something, Mm -hmm. they get into it intensely and they really want to be the best at it or at least as as good as they can possibly be. And and that is – a lot of that is due to just testosterone but uh, some of it may be cultural as well. Again, Mm -hmm. I don't don't know what the exact ratio would be there but uh, men – well, they need a purpose and they need something that they can obsess over and they need something that they really admire and, and they they can see there is, a, you know, a fruitful end to, to the uh, toil that they're putting into whatever that purpose or uh, physical pursuit may be. And it can be very mm. rewarding. But uh, for like little boys having, you know, body image issues, look, I, I even when I was a kid, I was quite chubby and I was pretty aware of that from age six or seven. Like I got teased a bit about it as well. And I remember through high school, my uh, nickname was Man Boobs for a long time. So, oh, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. That's so but, uh, rough. Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what strategy I would have for younger boys because part of me thinks, you know, tell tell people like they are good just the way they are and, you know, they are they do have always intrinsic value, which I agree with there. But at the same time, I think there always is going to be, especially among young boys, you're going to have to deal with some degree of whether it's bullying or sort of just jostling for status or just, yeah. you know, that kind of... Uh, constant testing of each other and rather than just sort of avoiding that it's good to sort of have strategies to better deal with that and to contend with that but it it, build resilience yeah yeah, it's a complicated one because Mm. um by the way apologies to anyone watching on youtube it's just the sun's going down yeah it looks like it's blinding you don't have time (laughs) to put the the blinds down right now this is a good podcast so uh you get to (laughs) see here's this natural filter coming in right now (laughs) um it's you made a good point there because that was one of the differentiating factors i saw that most of men are actually or boys are actually influenced and motivated by previous bullying and teasing and that's a massive massive factor in them desperate to want to bulk up um or even girls calling them you're skinny or scrawny and things like that um and it's much more overlooked and it's much more common as well because when it's said to a girl, more often than not, or more often than boys at least, she will have an emotional reaction and be upset and you can see that. Boys are more likely to laugh it off and kind of like try to let it like slide off the back and whatever but internalize it and mm. try to action it. And another thing that was I read that was interesting as well is that with Australia, it being more significant because most of the role models in Australian are sports stars. So it's that physique, it's that um, endurance and athleticism and things like that. But I think what you said about as well, um, I had a, a, a study that I read about using 
they wouldn't say um, steroids, but they said unhealthy measures to gain muscle. And it was that a study of 5,000 adolescent boys um, showed that 23% engaged in unhealthy muscle building behaviors. And when this was later followed up years later with them, that had increased to 30%. So once they started engaging in that as adolescents, as young adults, they can t- they're actually more likely to engage in those behaviors, which is really interesting to me. And when I was talking in the last podcast about saying boys and and girls, when it comes to this specific body image issue, need to be dealt with very differently, in my opinion. I tried to find, like, how do you address this with boys? Because like you even said, you know, being a male yourself, having this whole, oh, don't worry, don't let it get to you, doesn't impact and, and hit boys the same or influence boys the same that it might a woman or a girl. Um, and what I was researching in this, um, I actually listened to a podcast about it and they, it's called on boys. Also, it's all about boys and they were saying what you need. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) they were saying what you should be doing instead is being like taking their goals realistically and not trying to deny them and say, no, that's, you shouldn't do that. You're only 15. Like, no, you can't be going to the gym, but allowing them to work towards their goals but encouraging it to be in a healthy way and educating it for example so many boys drink protein shakes and use supplements yet at the same point they are so sleep deprived and have really poor diets and what is actually statistically more successful in building muscle is better sleep and better diet absolutely yeah that kind of education can be more helpful especially at that age you know i actually had pretty terrible sleep Mm. as a teenager i was on facebook till bloody 10 or 11 p.m yeah so yeah Yeah. regret that a lot but okay look there's only so much you can do and you can't sit there and think about that too much but uh sleep at that age is more important than anything and you shouldn't be binge drinking as a teenager. I know in Australia that's yes. what you do at parties, but if you can avoid that, you're going to have a massive, massive advantage, well, physically. And this is not something you should be aspiring to have an advantage over other men, but but you will if you avoid binge drinking and marijuana use and any sort of drug use uh, in your teenage and adolescent years. That's also when your brain is forming and it will affect the formation of your brain and and now vaping as well and look i do all the all of these things um so i'm not perfect by any means and mm. i understand they're addictive and they can be very fun if used in moderation which i like to think i do but if your goal is to eliza's exactly right you don't if you're just gonna drink protein shakes and not even get your your micros and your, your proper macros and micros in there's just no point you've got to be having the proper amount of vitamins and the proper amount of sleep and uh, you got to reduce stress and that's when you will see the biggest gains in in muscle and just general well-being. Um, having said that, I know by me saying that, it could be just exacerbating the many body issues and things to think about that boys have. So it's, I, I don't know what the solution is because I, I do believe uh men need a purpose and sometimes that purpose can be the most um, potent when it comes from something that they have felt insecure about insecure about which has often been through social pressure such as bullying or uh, jest or teasing or or Mm -hmm. reject rejection is like the biggest motivating factor for Mm -hmm. for any man believe me but yeah in an ideal society everyone is happy with just the way they are and and they're content and they don't feel the need to prove anything. But I just don't think that's possible with the male psyche. We're just inherently Mm. quite competitive and we're, I think with females as well, I think it's human nature to want to compare ourselves to others. And I think the the best strategy is to try and just, just compare yourself to who you were yesterday. I know it's, it's very, it's such a cliche and everyone sort of tries to do that and it's sometimes hard to actually implement it, but yeah, I don't know. What's the, that book? The, and it's about getting 1% better every day. That's a good, is it atomic, atomic habits or it might be, I can't remember, a, but a, it's really good. Like it's that, like, yeah. if you get better, I think he talks about it in his book, but it's like, if you focus on improving yourself, just 1% every day, 
think about how much you've improved yourself by the time it's been three months or six months or um, a year. And that's how massive or major athletes and their coaches work towards improving famous athletes. Like, okay, this is your score. Just let's go for 1% more. That's right. And and I just got to come back to what I said and, and further hit that, which is, look, the conversation we're having right now Many people could, but many men who are experiencing um, insecurity of the, in regards to the things that we've discussed might just be yelling at the, the screen or saying, through their headphones you're saying, like, what you're gym. doing is exactly what <laughs> yeah. is contributing to this yeah. insecurity. So it, yeah. I, it's, it's a tough one because it sort of goes against what I personally believe in to, to be telling men, oh, look, you know, you're comfortable, the way, you're beautiful the way you are and you shouldn't feel... Like you have to improve, but maybe if it's as bad as some of the statistics are currently um, expressing, maybe I need to rethink that. And maybe, you know, everyone should always feel like they have inherent worth and dignity. But mm. I again, I wonder if it's more, I think with, with the female body issue, uh, you can really put it down to the mass media and like the economic system. And I wonder with male Mm. body image issues it's more like the the culture and the you know the lack biology. of <laughs> the biology as well but also just yeah. like the lack of uh yeah social cohesion um friendship groups community um yeah. other areas of purpose and meaning such as you know for for like most of history by the time a guy was in his early or mid 20s he it was likely he had a family and and he had a job and, and that was his primary yeah. focus and he didn't have time to think about whether he had a six-pack or not. And ironically enough, he probably did because the the diet was mm. so much better back then and most jobs were physical. So mm. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the system as well. It's like, but it's more like the cultural system uh, and, and to a certain degree the economic system that is contributing to a lot of these sort of feelings of inferiority among men and and you know look uh and and by no means am i saying this is a reason to reverse the gains that women have made but it's a very new thing historically speaking for women to have often more money than men in their 20s and their 30s and to be able to have the uh cultural power to reject men as as and and i know a lot of women will be listening to this thinking well it's not as easy as you think and i'm not saying that but you know compared to uh, just 50 see. years ago like yeah you, you have a lot more mm. choice and power in who you choose to to sleep with to date to to do all of these things and then male culture in general probably hasn't caught up with that and mm. you know we 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 often put women on a on a pedestal and and think if they've rejected us or if they've broken up with us it's because we're not good enough now sometimes that is the case and it's it takes skill to sort of sift through where, you know, you can actually improve and, and work on yourself. And, you know, it doesn't help when like the general, there is this sort of culture of like men are trash and things like that. Like that doesn't help with <laughs> men feeling good about themselves, yeah. trust me. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, every every boy and man has value and worth and likely has the urge to be competitive and to want to better themselves and if that is done in a healthy way so long as they always know they are respected valued and have worth regardless of where they are on their journey then i don't see that as an issue however i do think like the culture just needs to change a lot and there maybe needs to be some uh, like just a lot more education and and cultural uh potentially experiment experimentation around how we can get the best out of men and how you know we we can Mm -hmm. avoid them feeling um like they need to pack on as much muscle as they can from when they're 13 14 15 because you know i was eating like four egg whites when i was 14 15 because i was trying to you know i was trying to bulk up even then and um it's just i don't know where that I just, I don't know, I just wanted to do it. I I don't think it was actually, I wonder, I never really, I never did any steroids or anything like that. And I only started doing like the protein shakes and things at sort of 19. And you don't don't actually need, at that age as well, like you're going to be naturally growing and putting on muscle anyway. So yeah, Yeah. like the protein shakes will help, but uh, 
yeah, the diet and all that is is better. And look, if you are a skinny guy that doesn't want to work out, that's totally fine as well. Like you don't you don't have yes. to do that. And and there's mm-hmm. many other aspects that you can um, either work on or just harness that you may inherently have an advantage with, and that can be your way to be attractive. It doesn't have to be you know looking as ripped as you possibly can. And look, if you want to talk about like the the way um, women are presented in the media, if you look at all the reality TV shows now, all the bachelors, all the like idealistic men, particularly in Australian media, always six foot and above, always absolutely ripped, always very sporty and athletic. And yeah, always white as it's just, mm, that is the, the yeah. ideal still. So it goes both ways there. And um, I know with a, a bachelor now, they're kind of trying three different looking guys, but the height oh, is a yeah. big one. The day yeah. there's like a five foot six bachelor. Now that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think that the really big takeaway is what is massively about the idea for men of purpose and, and value in, in themselves. And a lot of people find the easiest way that they can find purpose is to be working towards something, bettering themselves. Um, and they need that drive. Like even you talking about moving on from, you, okay, cool, you're a black belt in Taekwondo and you're like, what next? Like straight away. Um, and it's just happened. And, um, it's also why men that retire have the highest rates of depression and suicide because they don't feel that they have a purpose anymore. You made a really interesting uh, point and I guess a theory for me as well about how, you know, 20, 30, 50 years ago, men would be married by now, having children typically at this age. And one of the stats I read that in the last 25 years, males uh, men's dissatisfaction with their body has tripled so i wonder if that's kind of like a correlation or causation but it's it's an interesting little side note there i think the the casualization of relationships and you know when people are looking for a one-night stand or something casual they're they're more inclined to look for you know looks and excitement and so that's something now men have a lot more pressure, especially late teens, early twenties, to to embody the 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 good looking guy who can provide a very exciting time in a casual setting. That's um, something that they may not even have been raised to to do that. They've likely still been raised to be dependable and to think long term and to think about their career, and that's not always conducive to to being successful in hookup culture, I guess you could, you could put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, it's important to recognize that because we spoke about a little bit about like, I guess, heterosexual men. Um, but I did see that statistically, um, gay men have the highest rates of body image dissatisfaction. Um, so that's interesting or important to note that. And one of the other things I saw was that um, the University of Sydney did a study that said men are four times more likely to go undiagnosed with body dysmorphia disorder, body image issues, or eating disorders. So even the stats that I'm reading now, there's a chance that it's even much higher than that um, because so much of it gets overlooked when it comes to men. And what was interesting thinking about that is, and reading on it, is the language is very different when girls might say, I'm going on a diet boys say or men say I'm cutting so it's like this language it (laughs) means the same thing but there's totally different connotations to it so it's very interesting Um, and men may not even realize or boys may not even realize that they themselves are falling into these kind of habits and and not feeling positive about themselves and having low self-esteem but because it's not framed in I'm dieting and I'm starving myself it's I'm cutting they can't recognize that within themselves. Yeah, I remember if there was ever a, a pool party or a beach party coming up, I'd uh, really, uh, you know, two weeks prior, I'd think, oh, I've got to at least make sure I look, I can't put on any wow. more weight before, yeah. the, before the party, you know. And I actually yeah. really resented going to um, uh, places where I knew I had to take my shirt off unless mm. I, I was feeling pretty confident about my uh, body at the time. So mm-hmm. look, yeah, there's also a lot of things men um, men experience that uh, 
you know, aren't uh, necessarily as, as spoken about as they are with women, but a lot of those similar kind of body issues would, I'm, I'm assuming it would be very similar with, uh, you know, if teen- teenage girls, if there's a pool party happening or a, yeah. or a beach outing, Actually, it would just be the most stressful time, the two weeks leading up to that yeah. because you're just yeah. maniacally thinking, what am I going to look like in the photos? And then that's another thing, this kind of yeah. constant photo taking everywhere is, is yeah. also what's... Uh, contributing to the body images of of both of both uh men and and women mm. and yeah coming back to the um the stat you said about gay men that's uh was actually surprising i would have i would have but it also i can see why like that yeah the, there's clearly a lot more um incentive for gay men to to work on themselves and and be fit and be fashionable because well, just so many gay men do actually fit that ideal. A lot of the gay men I know yeah. are very, very fashionable and very fit. Um, and I, and I know that's a stereotype. Think- I, don't, I know not all are, but uh, there, there must be more pressure or incentive there for whatever reason. I was going to say I think this, this will be controversial, but I think there's actually more of an expectation on men to be fit and athletic-looking by other men than there is by women uh, because yeah, men probably. view athleticism and things as attractive it like not that they're attracted to it but they think well this is what is attractive so it makes sense to me that gay guys and gay men think well this is what i feel is attractive this is what i am attracted to so they're both kind of trying to come to that standard so yeah, I mean, if you're a gay man, let us know what your thoughts are on that because I guess neither of us can really comment on it. That's true, um, yeah. Devs are just theorizing it. And I know there's a couple of gay guys that listen to this podcast and I'm so happy that they've stayed um, <laughs> this far <laughs> along because we speak so predominantly about heterosexual relationships. So, yeah, let us know in the comments. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I... I I know there's a lot more sort of casual and open relationships among um, gay men, and and yeah, I, I think that there's clearly a I'm sat there and measured this myself, but the sort of casualization of relationships uh, intertwines with uh, social media and the just the continued um, uh, unscrupulous nature of the mass market. All of that mm-hmm. has conspired to continually increase body image issues for both men and 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 yeah. women. And where there is more, where there are more casualization of relationships, whether that's in your late teen years in the gay community or where, wherever that may be, there seems to be even more pressure on on body image. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we got to start thinking about that and and um how we can still maintain a sense of freedom and autonomy, particularly among women, whilst maybe looking at the negatives that have come about from um, hookup culture and the casualization mm. of uh, many secular Western relationships. Mm, definitely. Good food for thought, yeah. It needs yeah. to be talked about more amongst men. I, women and girls, we talk about it all the time and it's very much accessible in our social media, at least the education about it and we it gets sent to our school every year, very frequently, at least in Sydney. Um, I know of all my friends' high schools and things, we did that, but it's not as commonly talked about or addressed with boys and men. So it needs to be a conversation because it's like, are you justifying it as motivation or... Like, I, I'm curious to see how many men would actually even recognize in themselves if they have body image issues um, or if they would That's just say, true. no, it's just a yeah. very strong motivation to get fit. But then at the same That's time, true. they don't feel comfortable to take their shirt off at a pool party. So mm, look, you're actually, yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. Look, yeah, I, I've experienced a lot of those uh, symptoms yeah. that could be called body image issues. Uh, and I do justify it as, well, it, it motivated me a lot to get to a point that at least I believe is is very healthy and and has you know caused a lot of confidence but maybe that's not good for for people to go on that journey that also has a lot of stress and insecurity um involved in it so 
Yeah, uh, you're you're absolutely right there. And and look, a lot of the um, fitness influencers now are definitely changing their tune and talk a lot mm. about uh, steroid use. And many are quite open about it now. Um, so oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah and. Right. Well, but it, it's good or bad because a lot of them say, yeah, I've used, I've used steroids and if you use it properly, there's no problem. <laughs> so, uh, but at shit. least they're honest about it. Like with, a fil- yeah. like with filters, you know, I think there should be, whether it's actual, yeah. actual regulation, but there can at least be a culture among um, fitness enthusiasts to be open about what uh, supplements and or performance enhancing drugs that you may have uh, ch- chosen to, to use. Um, yeah, actually. Because then at least it's sort there's... of honest. There's one more point I want to make about um, performance enhancing drugs and things like that is that I read this, but I can't remember now if this was an Australian study I read or American. So I, I might not be right in, in relation to it being in Australia, but I read that if something is listed as a dietary requirement, which protein shakes are, what's that other one? Creatine. And is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's um, how you say it anything performance enhancing, anything that is listed as a dietary enhancement or whatever doesn't have to be regulated. So it doesn't have to be um, assessed, looked at, have risks. And then to think that, and they also said in that, that the, the advertising is now targeting teenagers or like freshly 18 year old men. Um, so it is interesting to see what could they be putting in their body and not knowing the risks of but absolutely and one one thing i'd like mm. to add is it's also uh now becoming a lot more common for you know uh girls to openly say like hey that guy's got small calves or you know what's her name the yeah. person you told me on tiktok that uh sort of fi- and look yeah and she does find videos of men saying things about women but then and so she then sort of gives it back to them she can only roast them on their physical attributes not on the fact that they're just misogynistic and sexist yeah and then there's you know like the the car oh he's got small i remember you know the girls at 18 that i was hanging around with would always be sort of like oh this guy's calves and this guy had good pecs and i remember even in year sort of seven or eight and the myspace days um the girls would be commenting about a guy's abs and you know how muscular he was at, at age 13 so that's so crazy yeah but i mean that's a shire yeah. so it makes sense but, <laughs> um that also seeps into into the equation so look it's a very it's a complex issue i think um it it, it it's it's complicated when it comes to men because it can be healthy motivation, but it also can get to an extreme. And I think overall, as a society, if this is as prevalent as it seems to be, then we definitely need to start thinking about alternative cultural strategies, maybe even government strategies to just help ameliorate some of the, the really uh, bad consequences that can come about from severe body image among among yeah. boys and and men now if it's sort of minor i think it can be a can be good motivation and i also think it's like intrinsically biological for men to want to use a lot of uh, uh you know a perception of low status as a motivating force to to better themselves and arguably that's like the engine for male achievement and historically yeah. like western achievement arguably you could you could make that argument mm. but uh, it, it doesn't seem healthy now when particularly a lot of that is centered around just just going to the gym. Now, again, I, I, I love the gym and I work out a, a lot and I really think it can be quite healthy. Uh, but you got there's, there's good influences out there. I, I can't name any off the top of my head, but there's definitely now some that are talking about, you know, what sort of, uh, what sort of diet you need and, you know, how to actually be a lot have a better mental approach towards um, maybe some insecurities you, you have and, you know, just, just Mm. achievement is not always the best uh, approach. Also things like mindfulness, like what Eliza was talking about in the last podcast, mindfulness and, um, Mm. and philosophy and um, even for for some people, religion, whatever it, whatever it may be, some of these things will uh, help you a lot if you are suffering from, from these sorts of things and it's normal as well like it's 
hopefully uh, good for other guys to to talk about it amongst themselves and you know not just mm. um, constantly tease each other and uh, you yeah. know uh, have banter to the point where it just becomes idiotic and not ha- have the capacity to have any serious conversation if it's constantly reverting to someone roasting someone else um that's yeah. a pretty unhealthy social environment i think yeah so right. uh, yeah uh if if you have a friend or or something like that who seems to be um struggling with those sorts of things try to check in on them and it's hard to get people out of that mindset but uh just just do what you can and um hopefully things can change and uh you know, there's other avenues for you to gain confidence and achieve self-actualization. It's not just through uh, physical prowess. Um, so, mm. yeah, anyway, well probably probably leave it there. But uh, it's, yeah. it's just such a broad experience many um, men would have. So let, let us know in the comments um, if you have had any body image issues or if I said something... Um, that uh, needs to be criticized or critiqued, let me know. And mm. thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time. See you next week. <laughs>